Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Okay. Today, we are going to talk about what some might consider the big dream when it comes mm-hmm. to freelancing and that the big ultimate dream, goal, oh, the ultimate goal work just comes to you. It falls into your lap. People are pursuing you, chasing you down the street, like in the Beatles movie. What was that? Hard day's night, hard day's night. I think. And you um, never have to pitch again. Never have to pitch again. Oh, well now wait a minute. Don't we always tell people that they have to be pitching? Yes. yes. So here's what we're talking about, guys. We're talking about referrals and referrals, and we're going to talk about how to get more referrals and how to continually get referrals. But here's the caution that we want to to start out with. Referrals are fantastic because, yes, Mm -hmm. it's other people out there doing the selling for you, saying, oh, you need a copywriter? Well, give Kate a call. Oh, yeah, super. Let me pass along the information. It's fantastic. And the more that you work and the more uh, clients that you have and the more you network, the more you're going to have referrals coming in. It's great. However, you cannot depend on referrals because referrals are entirely out of your control. And yes, we're going to talk to you today about how you can get more of them and how you can encourage people to refer you, but it's still up to them to take the action. And The only way to be secure in your work and in your income is to be in control of where your clients are coming from. So yes, definitely get your referrals up and going and bask in the referrals Mm -hmm. when they come, but you can never stop pitching. And I can tell you that both Kate and I can tell you this from experience. It was gosh, I don't know, maybe seven years ago or something. It's It's been a while for me because I learned that lesson. I learned it hard. And don't get me wrong. I was teaching people, well, you have to keep sending out pitches. But 
I was not. I was taking referrals and it was fantastic. And it was like, well, I have so much work coming in and I have to worry about it. Da, 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 da. And then summertime came and all of a sudden I finished up a project, looked at my schedule and went, I don't have any more work coming in. Because when you refer, when you rely on referrals, at some point, they're going to dry up. Now they will, mm-hmm. they maybe they'll start up again and all that kind of thing. But again, you are not in control. So if you get to a point where there's no more referrals coming in, then there's also no more money coming in if that's what you've been solely relying on. You cannot stop pitching, Kate. I know the same. You you have. <laughs> this well, is here's one of the those, other please thing learn that, from our life. Yeah. Please learn from us. Yeah. The other thing with referrals is too, though, if you rely solely on that and then, you know, I've been in the position where it's like, oh, shoot, I have nothing in my schedule for next week. A referral comes down the line. I'm like, oh, good. I have work for next week, but I really don't want to do this. You know, this project was referred to me. And I just want to say no, but you know what? I got nothing else going on, so I'm going to take it. And so, again, that's less – that's not me really controlling the situation at all. That's me just rolling with the punches of what's thrown my way and hoping it's going to be quality work, you know, a project budget that, you know, can afford my prices, um, people I want to work with, work I want to do, all of that stuff. So it's a little bit of a – you can't rely on referrals all being like golden opportunities. They might be, but – yeah, you never you never want to be in the position of having to take work out of desperation. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that you never have to be. You never have to take work out of desperation. You never have to stick with a client that you don't like. You never have to say yes to a project that you eh, don't really want to do as long as you are consistently pitching so that you know there are always new clients and new projects coming in. And then, too, you can keep working or, or get referrals from clients that you do like. So we'll get into how to get referrals basically within the next 30 seconds. We'll start, <laughs> I promise. But please, please take this piece of advice. Absolutely pursue referrals. And when you're getting referrals, enjoy it. It's fantastic to have people call you out of the blue with work. It's amazing, but never ever solely rely on it. It's a really, really dangerous place to be in your business. You can never stop pitching. Okay. So with that, I think we did in 30 seconds. Time to start talking about how to get referrals. So the the first, yeah, here we go. Um, the, the first, Thing that I think it's probably one of the most obvious steps, and I think it's the step that most people are the that most hesitant to take. The way to the one of the big ways to get referrals, ask for them. If you have a client that you just finished a project with and they are through the roof, over the moon, absolutely thrilled with your work, awesome. Get that invoice paid and then reach out and say, hey, by the way, I'm so glad you are happy with this project. I really enjoyed it too. Is there anybody else you know who needs similar copywriting services? Because I liked the way we work together and I'd love to work with um, some of your colleagues as well. Simple as that. It really does not have to be complicated. You don't have to come. And you see, too, it doesn't come across as like, can you please send me some more work? It's all you're saying is like, hey, we had a great time together. It seems like it would be a good match for others, for other colleagues you have. Can you send along their information? 
Mm-hmm. So simple. Similarly, I feel like this fits into the camp of, you know, especially when people are starting out, I know it can be nerve wracking to tell your network that you are a copywriter, but this fits into the same boat. And you might want to remind people occasionally too, of what you're doing. You know, you might not have a huge social media presence. Wow. Can I talk today? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Uh, you know, you might post on LinkedIn every once in a while, just an update of the cool project you did, or, uh, you know, if you updated your portfolio, or um, I always, we talk about reaching out to colleagues right around before the new year to say, hey, happy new year, just as a, you know, if you worked with them on a project, you can say, hey, loved working on this project with you. I hope you have a great start to 2020, whatever year it is. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it can be simple, but it's just that reminder of, A, reaching out because friendly, who doesn't like a friendly, happy new year, um, but B, oh yeah, that person does that. Mm-hmm. And so it can be people you haven't even worked with on copywriting projects. If you, from a past job or a past, you know, you take your kids to daycare and you have a mom group you want to tell about or whomever, tell, tell people mm-hmm. uh, so they know, you never know who knows someone who knows someone, or, you know, I've worked with people in the past who weren't directly working with me, but like project manager, for example, and they go to a different company and they're like, Oh, our company needs a copywriter. I know someone, everyone likes being that person that has someone that they know and trust and can refer and be kind of the hero in their own company for saying, Oh, I've I've got it. We don't have to spend a lot of time searching for someone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And to that point, Kate, you know, you can be, you can be posting like, Hey, here's work I did with, and you don't have to, every single one of those posts doesn't have to be, if you know Mm -hmm. anyone who's looking for a copywriter, please feel free to send my name along. You don't have to put that at every single post, but you know, Every once in a while, throw that on there. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a reason why as copywriters, we have call to actions in our text, in our copy, because people don't take action unless you tell them what to do. And it's the same thing when you're asking for a referral, when you are like, sure, it might come up that so-and-so, oh, yeah, no, when they ask about a copywriter, they might pass you along and that's great, but you can you can speed up that process a little bit or kind of push it gently, push it along just a little bit by just saying, Hey, can you send me along? Can you send me, uh, any colleagues who might need my services or something like that? It's people don't do things unless they have a, unless they have a reminder to do them. Um, and also I want to say too, I know some people are like, well, Oh, maybe I should have a referral program and then I can offer a discount on all of my services. Like if you send along one person, I will give you a 10% discount on your next program or blah, 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 blah. So you can, but remember that that 10%, it's often when there are, you know, referral programs or discount programs for like the coffee shop or the, the whatever, you know, the multiple purchases or the, usually they have that built into their, built into their margins. They, they have no problem giving away that 10% because it's, it's already built in. But you as a service provider, if you're giving away 10%, that 10% is coming out of your pocket. Also, I wouldn't say that as a service provider, it's actually going to cause people to take that much more action. You know, it's not like the average business owners owners going, ah, yes, how can I get 10% off my pro my 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 deal? I have to find more people to refer to her or him. 
um, it's it's not going to motivate them to the degree that maybe you hope that it would. And here's the thing. If they would have given you that referral anyway, and instead you say, oh, I'm going to give you 10% off, then you're losing 10% on something that you would have gotten anyway. And let's say too, that one of your one of your um, previous clients refers three people and all three of those people are going want to work with you. Then that's 30% that you have to take off your fees for the next, uh, for the next client. So what, what I'm saying is, is that before you go down the road of, oh, I need to create a referral program, I need to, you probably don't. It's probably not worth your time, your, your discounts, all that kind of stuff just ask for referrals. And you know what? If someone sends you, if someone sends you clients and all three of them, then send them flowers or send them like a box of cook, a box of, of not just box of cookies. Don't, you know, go to market baths, but like send them a nice, you know, an edible arrangement or, or a box of, of specialty cookies or something um, to say, Hey, thank you. Uh, but I think a lot of people's minds automatically go to, wow, I'm going to create a discount program. And then, and that's, it's, first of all, it's not usually all that motivating. And second of all, you can get into big trouble when it comes to your own margins and what you have to charge and what you can charge so that you're not uh, penalizing yourself for getting more clients. Yeah. I feel like there's no benefit for you really they're very little and like not a huge benefit for them so it's not quite but plus you know and then it for a service provider especially if you're pricing your services based on what the client needs it's how do they know you're I mean obviously you would line item oh I'm taking 10% off this here's the cost would have been but it's also kind of like was that the cost Mm -hmm. it's not the same as to your point like a coffee where you know the cost the price is there every day Mm -hmm. it stays the same for the same product but your prices fluctuate on the product. So I feel like there's less like, yeah. it feels like just like a, it feels like a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No offense to Bed Bath & Beyond. Exactly. <laughs> then it's like, well, what, is, what do these costs actually mean? Um, I can yeah. tell you as a business owner, if I have done work with a vendor that I really, really like, I'll tell everybody, especially if they remind mm-hmm. me and say, oh, is there anybody? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yes. So-and-so did mention that they had this project coming up and I didn't make that connection, but definitely reach out because they might need you and definitely feel free to use my name. I am not motivated when they say, oh, here's a referral program. I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, who can I, who can I reach out? To? I'm going to make the connection if it's going to benefit my colleague. And then great if it benefits the vendor too. That's fantastic. But I'm not going to push people toward the vendor just because I might get, you know, 10% or 200 bucks mm-hmm. off my next, like, don't get me wrong though. As a business owner, I will take that money, but it's not going to motivate me. So mm-hmm. if you say, oh, I'll give you 10% and it just happens to work, they're not going to be like, ah, I don't need your 10%. So what I'm saying is you don't need to offer it to, to begin with. It's a good position. People want to... If they like you, and of course they will because you're fantastic, and they like the work that you do, they're going to be happy to share your information because it benefits it benefits them to connect their colleagues with a good copywriter because it's hard to find good copywriters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so thinking of other ways you can get uh, referrals, uh, one of the things, you know, I feel like a large 
majority of our audience might want to be freelance and 100% freelance, and we totally get that, as you know. Uh, But one of the ways that you can, especially if you're starting out, you want to expand your network. Maybe you don't know any designers, you don't know any developers, you don't know, you don't, you know, have a creative network, or you just want to get your foot in the door at a few you know, maybe an agency or we want to try out a contract. Uh, these things can be great. Even if you want to be a hundred percent freelance and you know, that's your goal to take like a three or six month contract or however long, or even heck take an on staff job for an undetermined amount of time, just to build up your portfolio, get pieces in your portfolio, build connections, work with people alongside them for a significant amount of time. And then you leave and you've got this whole business full of connections, which who's to say the business might still work with you. I can, Nikki and I have both left companies and then still freelanced or contracted with them after we left being on staff. Um, but then you have so many people again, you know, whether it's a project manager, whether it's someone who you didn't even directly work with that much, but just knows you're a good human being. Um, I like to tell this anecdote about a colleague that I met in 2010 who we worked with. I left the company or she left the company actually first, but she's since worked at three different businesses. And at each one of those businesses, she's been able to hire me as a freelancer on her team Um, because we had spent so much time working together. She knew, oh, I'm building, I need freelancers. I need some, some copywriters. i have people on my list. And so even after she left those companies, I still freelanced with a couple of them because she moved on, but I had then built connections at the next place she worked at. Um, and this is an uncommon, this has happened with a couple of people I've worked with in the past where they move and just refer me to work with their companies as well. So there's a lot of opportunity that can snowball. Um, and I know people are like months, years, oh, uh, but you know, a three month contract goes by really fast and you can build a lot of great referrals, uh, right from that, that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I agree. It's, um, it, people are like, well, I want to be freelance. I don't want to have to go into an office, but you know what? It's kind of fun. It's fun to go into an office and meet new people and sit at a new, like I'm someone who needs a different surrounding. I frankly, sometimes I struggle working from home and just looking at the same, the same walls. I'll move from room to room or I'll go to Starbucks for a morning or whatever. And it's, it's fun to go into a new place, but also know that you're not stuck there forever. You know, Mm -hmm. three months. Great. Okay. For the next three months, this is going to be my commute. These are going to be my coworkers. And it's, it is phenomenal for building your network. Phenomenal. Because every three months then, you meet, what, 15, 20 new people who all, first of all, know what it's like to work with you, know and you know, have, have collaborated with you in person, know that you're a quality person, know that you're dependable, know that you're, you are responsible and reliable, and then also, too, know that you are a great copywriter. So why wouldn't they at their next position or, or wherever they end up or if someone who says, hey, do you guys have any copywriters? Have you worked with any copywriters? Why wouldn't they say, oh, yeah, actually, um, a contractor who just left or, you know, still here or whatever, um, the contractor who just left was fantastic. Let me send along their information. And to Kate's point, every time each of them, every time each of your, your contacts moves to a new company, which on average is usually like three to five years, I think for most most people mm-hmm. nowadays, they, they're new opportunities at new companies. So it, 
contracting, I think personally, I think contracting is a really happy medium between being on staff and being freelance. Um, and obviously you don't get the ability to work from, work from Bali or work from wherever. Um, but you might in today's day and age. I mean, I feel like there's so many remote contracts. So if working from home is really why you want to freelance, Mm -hmm. you might be surprised at the opportunities that are now available to do a contract and still be able to be remote. That's true. That's a great point. It's, you have the, you have the stability of knowing that you have a certain number of hours and a mm-hmm. certain for a certain number of months. Um, but at the same time too, I always liked the fact that I always knew that I, I could leave at a certain point mm-hmm. it was done. There was no like, Oh, I have to make the commitment to sign on to this job. And don't get me wrong. I have had on staff positions and loved them, but there's that moment of like, I don't know. Do I want to make the commitment to to start here and be here indefinitely? Because there's no indefinite. It's okay. Well, this is a three month contract. Great. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do great work, and then I'm out. Start pitching in month two, exactly. and <laughs> yeah, it, you can see that the the potential for referrals is really fantastic. So we do want to say then too, if you are kind of just starting out as a copywriter, if you are just starting to build your business and you're like, Oh, I'm doing so much pitching and I do, you know, yes. Pitching is just, it's, it's part of how you get that momentum going. Um, I forget who it was. I really should remember. I think it was one of our guests that was talking about, um, it's like a, it's like a locomotive that takes so much energy to get that locomotion locomotive train, um, going at first, like so much to get it going. But then after a certain point, it's just like barreling along. But you have to kind of, it takes effort at first. But quite frankly, that pitching is good practice anyway. The more you do it, the faster it will get. However, as you're pitching and then as you're getting more work, what you're also doing is behind the scenes, as you build more contacts and as you do more work for more people, what you're doing behind the scenes kind of not even you having to do anything really, except do be sure to ask for referrals is that you are kind of automatically building your referral network. And that's behind the scenes. People are starting to refer you to people and it start it becomes, it starts to snowball or it starts to become that locomotive that starts chugging along on its own because the more people you have out there in the world who are like, oh yeah, Kate's fantastic to work with. You should work with her. Or, oh, you're looking for a copywriter? Yeah, let, yeah, let me look up Kate's information for you. The more you have that out, the more you, the more work you do, and which starts with pitching, right? The more pitches, the, then you have the more work, and the more projects you've done, then more people are out there in the world who are able to refer you. And you will get to the point where you're going to get a lot of referrals. And Too many to referrals, be. maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might have to start turning them down and or maybe that's when you take your business to the next level and start growing it further mm-hmm. where, you, you you know, maybe you go the agency route or, um, but you can also pay the referrals forward too. Um, if you, you know, know a copywriter, you're turning down a referral for whatever reason uh, and you know a copywriter that might be a good fit pass them along too and help them, you know, build up what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, give them a heads up. If it's a client you just don't want to work with because they're a pain in the butt client, make sure the copywriter knows that. And, you know, maybe they have a better mindset for it for whatever reason. You know, some people have different tolerances for the ty- types of eccentricities that uh, 
clients have. Mm-hmm. So some people are yeah. a lot more patient than we are. Is basically what yes. you're saying. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Um, yeah. It's it, that's a great point too. Is that you know you can you can pass along work that you can't take. That's okay because there's always more work coming in as Mm -hmm. long as, yep, that's right. I'm going to circle all the way back to the beginning. As long as you never stop pitching, you can scale it back when you're getting busy, when you have a ton of referral work coming in and you're like, whoa, my schedule's full. Great. Scale back your pitching, but never, ever stop. And especially if you were just getting started with pitching, you know, the time that we are recording this is just uh, ooh, almost at the end of our annual mm-hmm. Pitchapalooza, which is our free um, pitching event for our students. You know, it's it's when, yes, when you're writing your first pitches, absolutely, they take a while. But the, fat, the, the, the more you do them, the better you will get at them, and the faster you will be able to do them. So if you're thinking, well, God, it's going to take me an hour to write one pitch. No, eventually it won't. Eventually, even if you're working, if you have full-time work because you're and you're getting all this referral stuff in, and you're like, ah, I'm going to listen to Kate and Nikki. I'm going to keep pitching. You can send out, you know, three, four pitches in 20 minutes and a half hour. It will get faster the more that you do it. So get those referrals. Ask for referrals. Put yourself out there. Let people know that you are that you are a copywriter um, willing to be referred willing to be referred <laughs> follow up after a project is finished when mm-hmm. your client is thrilled that's the perfect time to say hey this was a great project i so enjoyed working with you i'm glad it turned out so well is there anybody that you know that is looking for looking for similar services not those exact words you know i'm not extemporaneous copywriter but something along those lines you're a copywriter you can judge that fix that um, but again never stop pitching Okay, that's what we've got for you today. If you are a copywriter who is working with clients now, take a moment and look back and see if there are any clients that you've finished projects with recently that you could reach out today and send them an email asking for referrals. Um, and get it on your calendar now to send them a note December 1st, right after you know Americans, Thanksgiving, whichever get it on your calendar, a time to start writing some, Hey, happy new year. Mm-hmm. Hope it's, hope it's a good one. Exactly. Get it, make it part of your process, Plan it. Mm-hmm. send out the invoice, get the invoice money in, set some money aside for taxes and then email your client and say, thanks mm-hmm. so much. I got the invoice or, or I got the payment. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. This was a great project. Really enjoyed it. I'm so glad it worked out well. Do you have any uh, contacts or colleagues who need help uh, in a similar vein? It's so much easier that I think a lot of people build it up to be. So just, just do it. Okay, that's what we have for you today. I would love it if you guys took action on this. Uh, and I would also love it if you let us know if you take action on it. So let us know, shoot us an email, comment on posts, all that kind of stuff. Um, let us cheer you on. And of course, we will catch you in the next episode. Bye everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.